You're listening to Super Power Up with multidimensional master, superpower expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Tonya Don Reckla. If you're ready to disrupt reality, then sit down, strap in, and prepare to experience the show that proves there is no spoon. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I'm so excited for today's conversation. We have a treat for you today. We are talking with Doug Vermeeren about understanding thought energy. And, and just to give you a little bit of insight into this gentleman, um, you know, as, as we're building our fast budding friendship here, the, you, know, the, you know that kind of secret society, like you kind of have that look that you can give it this like hand signal or something. You're like, oh, you understand, you understand. And it was just beautiful when you can meet up in those spaces and you, and you connect with people who are truly walking their path. And their path may be very different from yours. It may be similar. But you just feel it and you know when, when they're doing that. And, and that describes our guest today really beautifully. Um, and his work is in very similar spaces. In fact, he's, he's a filmmaker. He's done a number of films. And the most recent one um, around how thoughts become things really dives into that concept, taking some of those principles that we've all been introduced to and, and just expanding on those and, and that's why I'm excited about bringing him on the show. As you know, we, we don't, we're not content with, with, with anything superficial. And so we just dig and dig and dig and dig until, until, we, until we get to the core of the matter. And this concept around thought energy, most thought leaders actually stop at thinking thought as the origination point. And, and, and ultimately, in everybody's journey, at least the, the individuals that, that I've worked with, the, people reach that point of like, wait, but wait, like, where's that come from, right? And so, so then you get into the unified field conversations and congruency and, and attractions and, and all kinds of things. And, and then let's not even mention like roles. And then if you're predisposed to mind reading, right? So we've got all of these variables. Well, how is anybody supposed to make sense of it, right? And, and very similar to us here, superpower experts, you know, Doug's mission is obviously to help people make sense of things. And, and he does a beautiful job of that. So I'm excited to talk with him today about the film, but, but most importantly about this big mission he's on just to open people's eyes to, to what exists and what's present for them so they can use it in a, in a creative way that feels good, much better than these kind of hell loops that we like to put ourselves in. Um, so without further ado, please, please join me in welcoming to this show, Doug Vermeer. And Doug, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. We're going to have some fun, right? <laughs> always, always. I don't know how we could do anything but, right? The, um, so so our, exactly. our key question here is, what are your superpowers? My superpowers? Wow. You know what? Um, <laughs> I've often imagined if I could pick any superpower, what would it be? Um, but I think probably the one that I have, if, uh, if you were to ask those around me, right? Like my mother, right? If we ask my mother, I think it would probably be the ability to stay absolutely super focused on a task the moment it really has my attention. That's probably the power. <laughs> I, I'm guessing that that comes with a lot of stories about how that might not have always been the, the you, you may not have always experienced that as the gift that it is, but perhaps the challenge that it posed. Yeah, I, I'd kind of say, and I guess that's the other thing too, is a person who's super crazy focused like that, uh, I'm sure that the way that my mom kind of would recognize that or even my families would recognize it is that, you know, when it was dinner time and you had to call me up or, you know, if somebody wanted me to come and help with something else or whatever, if I'm in the middle of something, it's crazy hard to pull me away. I'd almost rather <laughs> starve to death. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. The um 
<laughs> the so so you have a I'm just laughing you're funny so we, we you have a history of doing these films and, and and gathering people together who know things about things and who who are experts in the field who have developed some sort of mastery around something where did that start and, and how how did that all begin for you well you know it was actually kind of by accident which is funny um so to be quite frank, I came from a family where my father worked in construction, my mom babysat kids in the home. There was really no discussion around personal development. And so even this idea of success or wealth was kind of, you know, my parents lived the rat race, they preached the rat race. If you wanted to make more money or have more in your life, work more hours, <laughs> get up earlier, do what you need to do, right? And so I kind of, I guess, started that path but it wasn't really working for me for some reason. I just, you know, I couldn't make the wheels spin. And so probably when I was, uh, you know, just turned 19 more or less, a friend gave me two books. He gave me the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And then he gave me the book, Think and Grow Rich. Now, obviously this idea of just thinking about money and it should come, hey, that's pretty cool. So I started to read that right away. But I had kind of an interesting, I guess, aha moment through it. Uh, and maybe, funny enough, a little bit of a jealousy. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, right? You read a book and you get jealous of the author. I did. So this is kind of what happened is obviously as I read it, we heard this idea of if you believe it, you can achieve it. And I was like, okay, I get that. But as I saw that Napoleon Hill kind of got what he got by interviewing people like Thomas Edison, Henry Ford, the Rockefellers, the Wrigleys, Andrew Carnegie, all these like big, massive entrepreneurs and business leaders and wealthy people of his day, I honestly thought, hey, why not me? I should go and do that. And chances are, I probably learned some pretty interesting stuff. Now, I didn't want to learn how to be the next Thomas Edison, but I really did want to learn how to be a business leader uh, in my own right. And so as I started interviewing these people, you probably heard that saying that says you become like the five people you spend the most time with. Well, all of a sudden, the people I was spending time with changed and so my results changed. And that's kind of the big kickoff to things. Obviously, I saw results immediately financially. But the thing that was crazy is I actually saw results in every aspect of my life. My relationships were better. My connection to myself, my self-worth was better. My desire to kind of take care of myself, even on a like physical level, changed. Everything changed. So um, funny enough, from that point, I actually, and even today, still continue to seek after high-level relationships with people that are inspiring to me because we actually rise to the standards of those that we surround ourselves with. So that's kind of the beginning for me, and that's actually continued. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I have a lot of questions to follow up on it. And to tell you, I don't think it's crazy about the jealousy thing. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's insane in its own right. But I, I pro profess many times on the show to having channel envy um, with folks who, you know, who get visited by beings and they get a book dictated and all they have to do is write it down. And that's not fair. That's not a fun <laughs> I know the grass looks greener on the other side. We love our channelers, folks. Don't, don't misinterpret. But, but it was, it was like, you know, when, when I started, you know, communing with the divine, it was like, oh, can I, are you just going to tell me a book? Can I just publish it? They're like, no, you need to synthesize this and teach it. I'm like, mm, that sounds like the hard path. Can we, can we go a smoother way, you know? Uh, but, you know, alas, here we are. So, uh, so no, I don't think it's that absurd. Uh, before we go to break, let's let people know where they can go to find out more about you and about the film. Yeah. So for me, it's pretty easy. Just head over to, you know, Instagram, YouTube, any social media, type in my name, you're going to bump into me. And we've got lots of cool free resources, especially things from those interviews I did. In fact, I still even bring some of those guys into my trainings that I do. 
Uh, and then for the movie, obviously, head over to howthoughtsbecomethings.com. Uh, the name of the website is exactly the name of the movie. And right now there's a lot of really cool stuff that we've kind of included for people that want to see the movie, things like a workbook and other tools. Very cool. Awesome. Well, go check that out, folks. Stay with us. We're talking today about understanding thought energy, and we'll be right back after the break. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Awesome. We're back. You're listening to Disrupt Reality. I'm Tonya Don Reckla. This is Understanding Thought Energy. We're talking today with Doug Vermeer and about, okay, great. So, so we know thoughts become things, you know, like uh, collectively, um, you know, our, our collective consciousness, at least those of us who can sense it, accept that as, as kind of a principle at this point, or at least we're playing with it in some capacity. But what's so beautiful about that film is, is that you, you took it another step further and said, okay, but how, right? And so, yeah. so in the, and, and, and we're not going to belabor that. Go watch the movie, folks. But beyond that, then, like, where does, um, in, in, you know, Bob Proctor alluded to it in, in the film and, and a few others kind of, kind of skirted it. The, and for you, it was like that, that kind of presence of like, wait, there's this, um, at least we spoke a little bit before the call about this, you know, kind of divine timing to things and stuff. And so I'm curious if there was, you spoke a little bit about your home growing up. Was there any sort of faith background? Yeah, actually, I, I, I think that there really was. And, uh, you know, even aside from the, the religious aspect, uh, you know, where my family was involved, I think there was also still the belief of believe in yourself, right? So there was, uh, you know, I, I, I think, and, and the reason I make that distinction is I think there's a lot of families that are raised in, you know, let's call it a Christian background or what have you, but they all kind of sometimes leave it at that like again let what happened will happen and and you know there's an outside source that's in control and that's where it's left and ours was there is an outside source that's in control but it's also cheering for you <laughs> so <laughs> you can get started and uh, <laughs> don't it, wait <laughs> it, and it came across as more of a partnership right you know so i do believe in god but i also believe that god believes in me which is a different kind of connection that I don't think a lot of people really think of it that way, you know? And so, yeah, it's interesting you speak about it that way because um, the, I I do think that there are different ways that, that we view certain things. And I never understood why people felt like that sort of a conversation was um, in any way in opposition to what I experienced in Christianity. And then it finally dawned on me that, just like with everything else, there, there's layers of, of truth yeah. in, in all things. It's kind of like you don't really get to hear the end of the story until you fully decide to believe in the story. And once you do that, then you see it everywhere. But that that vision is is withheld until the commitment is made. And I think that 
that's a really key piece that gets le left out of a lot of these conversations around thought and where people are really, really, really frustrated. And, and, and you touched on it in the film, and I, re I really appreciate that, is in the sense that there is an aligning of, there, there, at the very least, if, 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 it, if you get squirmy talking about religion or faith or God or anything else, then at the very least, there has to be an aligning with your highest self, whatever you can reconcile that to be. Because if we don't look at what aspect of us is producing that thought, it's creating, it's always going to create, uh, infallibly, it's going to create. But most of us are very unaware of what it's creating or why it's creating. And then we get frustrated because we're saying, well, I didn't ask for that. I didn't want this. And it's like, yeah, you did. But you're, there are aspects of you that you don't even know what's informing them that are creating on your behalf. And so it takes the conversation well beyond this idea of, of it actually originates with the thought. That's when we consciously become aware of it. But as, as you've discovered and, and what, you know, what you did so beautifully in the film is that they, we have to start looking, okay, but how, right? And if yeah. we ask how, then automatically in asking the question how, we've already stated something happened before that. Something was present before that, or we can't get to a how. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I, th I think that's a great observation. And, you know, it's funny because when we look at the words how thoughts become things, you know, uh, I would say, and I, I'm not trying to, of course, um, sound mean or critical, but the average public, right? The average person on autopilot, they focus on the words thoughts and things, right? That's their focus. In other words, how do I overcome the negative thinking? Why am I always in a state of fear or doubt? Or how can I control my thoughts? How can I think more positive? And so that's kind of what they're looking at, right? And then for the things, which is where most people focus on, um, you know, how can I get to the money? How can I get to, you know, the material things? How can I have the best relationship possible? And those are all things, right? And that seems to be where everybody's focus is. But the truth is, is the real power is not in those words at all. The real power is on the other two words, which is, again, you mentioned the how, right? Okay, so how do we really connect with our thoughts in a way where we do see the previous meaning what instigated the programming, the stimulus that created the thoughts, the how my brain now actually puts a story behind it and positions it and all of these things. But my favorite word, quite frankly, is the word become, which become to me speaks to the ability to change. So again, if we don't like what's manifesting itself in our lives right now, what we're creating and what we're experiencing, we have the ability to change that. We, it's, it's within our power, right? It's within our control. And you know, one of the things that we say in my personal power mastery seminar is this about results. If you own it, you can change it. And I think that this is a really big thing that a lot of people sort of, how should we say, they're either nervous about or they downright flee from, they run before it, or they hide behind excuses for it. And that's the idea of personal ability or personal responsibility, right? Which are two different words, ability and responsibility. We have the ability to change anything that we want, but we also, again, have to accept ownership from every, for everything that we've created and that's showing up. And I think that if you look at the victim state, right, like the, the whole mission of a victim is to make excuses and pass the buck, right? Like how can I get something else to take responsibility for what's occurring in my present or even things that have happened in my past or will happen in my future? How can I give that responsibility to something else? That's the mission. So I'm a firm believer that you know, creativity or our imagination is the beginning of all uh, amazing things. But the challenge is some people use the creativity to create and embellish excuses, and other people use the creativity to create solutions. 
And I think well, that that's, a, that's the real difference. Absolutely. And, 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 and ultimately what you're talking about is really what drives a lot of people away because we're folks, we're talking about rewriting your whole operating system, right? Upgrading that because if anything got built and created in fear, anything yeah. in a denser frequency, than that divine aspect that you're trying to co-create with, then there's a, it just can't stand. Um, the, the two despairing kind of disparate thoughts can't hold together. And so, so there does become this kind of frequency differential that occurs. And if you don't know what's informing your thoughts, um, then, then, then you, you aren't going to understand how the projection's showing you what it's showing you. Um, and, and, and that's really, you know, at the heart of all of this is, is being willing to go deeply. And, and as you were talking, Doug, I was laughing. If I didn't understand how things were that work, I'd probably be want to go a little bit like, wait, this is kind of weird because, you know, you mentioned your class and, uh, you know, our, you know, master your personal power course. It's exactly about that self dominion, right? Being able to take uh, get awareness of every aspect of your beingness to include the unconscious programs that you weren't even aware of taking in so that you can commit to walking your path, right? You can, in, in certain aspects of speak, it'd be turning things over to, to God, or, or you can commit to walking in alignment with the universe, whatever, whatever floats your boat. But the, but that act can only be done in, in totality, right? Squeezing through the eye of the needle. If you are aware of everything that, that you, you don't currently have control over that you don't currently so know anything I, I, about. I love what you're saying. I totally love what you're saying. The one fear that I have, because I wonder if there's somebody who's listening right now that says, oh, wow, this is like way too much hard work to create awareness, to look at my subconscious, to ask these questions, blah, 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 blah. You said something at the very beginning I want to bring back to that is actually the key. And you said, you use the word co-create, co-create. And I think that this is the one thing that um, too many people put themselves under the pressure and say, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. And they think that it's really all about them. And I'm here to tell you that, it, you know, just rewinding a bit, this idea of our programming and where did that come from? Well, the programming came from the people and the situations and the community and the, you know, the things that you surrounded yourself with, the influences, right? But here's the thing is that it's been proven uh, that modern psychology and neuroscience has kind of gotten a few things wrong. One of them is, is that, you know, we are basically the sum of who we became as a kid. In other words, our parents programmed us in terrible ways. And by the time you were five, you were messed up for life. Good luck. Have fun. Right. That's not really the truth. The truth is, is that you're still being programmed even right now. The influences that you have, the social media that you're watching, the movie you're watching, the news, the people you surround yourself with, everything. So again, that quote that says you become like the five people you spend, not spent, that's past tense, spend, current tense. You become like the five people you spend the most time with. So if you're looking to level up your thinking and get your results, yes, that awareness is important. But I think sometimes we get caught up in this, okay, well, how can I reprogram my subconscious? Well, the truth is, is up-level your influences, and you're going to start seeing some immediate things take effect, because we always rise to the standards we spend the most time with. You remember when you were in high school, your mom said, be careful, the friends you hang out with, you're going to become like them. The truth is, is that's never ended. You become even like the people and things that you hang around with right now. And so I think it's really important that we take it. Yeah, we do. Definitely, for sure. Right. And, and if you think about it in different social settings, I guarantee, depending on who you hang out with, you're putting on a different mask. You're putting <laughs> on a different mask. Yeah. At the family reunion, you're wearing a different mask than what you're wearing in a business meeting or what you're wearing at your church or what you're wearing in your community or what you're going to parent teacher interviews with your kid. You're wearing a different mask in every situation. And I can promise you that if you can think about even the last 
you know, interactions you had with your family, sometimes in private, in closed doors, we'll say things to our kids that we won't say in public, right? And so we've got to recognize that we become very much like the things we allow to influence us. And so I think that's where I think once you've got the awareness, that's a really great question to ask is what am I allowing into my life to shape my existence, if you will, my response. Beautiful. Conscious consumption. I I love it. I was laughing because I'm thinking it was my friend's parents who were warning them. I think that's probably more accurate than I, when, I, when I was be. in high school. Then. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> Very cool. Well, Doug, I, I love I love the energy and the enthusiasm, folks. One more time, if you you know go check out the movie, go dive into it, go to howthoughtsbecomethings.com. and 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 if you're playing with these thought energy concepts and and it you know you're interested, absolutely follow your resonance, folks. So 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 dive into Doug's world and and. See, see what's there for you and what, what you can glean, but and follow the curiosity. Like there's so much of the wealth of information out there. And, and, and Doug, you did such a great job of bringing together, um, you know, folks who, who look at things through different lenses and, and, and it, it's beautiful to, to kind of draw them together in that format. Um, for folks, those of you who want to dive a little bit more deeply into kind of, okay, what precedes that that thought concept, right? Like go, go watch the movie and um, check out the I am series on in the beginning um, that covers those five steps of manifestation. And then what precipitates that, um, you know, managing the mind piece where we entertain the thought energy. Um, just go sit in that. If that resonates with you, then, then obviously you can dive more deeply into that. Doug, I think, um, I think there's a sequel coming. So, so reach out to <laughs> me when you do, when you do how thoughts become. Um, that, that, that's yeah, a sequel yeah. I would absolutely be interested in in in, um, in in talking about there. But regardless, Doug, we we appreciate you. We love what you're doing in the world, and um, you know whatever we can do to support that, uh, we're here for you. So so thank you for walking your path and bringing so many other people into that level of understanding. Well, thank you for having me. We had fun today, mm-hmm. didn't we? Beautiful, always, always. And folks, to all of you out there, we adore you. We appreciate your loyalty. We know you're listening. Um, keep going, folks. Keep going. This is worth it. It is. It is. You, you start opening up to the spaces as Doug's talking about, and it's it's just miraculous. And it, it can be this amazing experience if if you allow for that to be. Follow your curiosities. Um, until next time, folks. Go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care of yourselves and take care of each other. We love you. Goodbye for now. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.